Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the new spin-off series from The Boys. It's an original Prime series show on Amazon Prime. I'm talking about season one of Gen V on this episode, which came out this year, 2023. And as I said, this is a spinoff of the the three or four season long running show, The Boys. Uh, and uh, f- this show, uh, the, the premise of this show, the plot summary of the show, as told by IMDb, IMDb from the world of The Boys comes Gen V, which explores the first generation of superheroes to know that their superpowers are from Compound V. These heroes put their physical and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the school's top ranking. I'm a huge fan of The Boys. I love that show. Hooked immediately. Excited for the new season that should be coming out, I believe, this year. Hopefully this year. Who knows with all of the strikes that were going on and everything else. If that's been delayed or not, I haven't looked into it, but I think it's coming out soon. Regardless, I love The Boys. And this show is no different. This show is... The perfect kind of spinoff. It has all of the, the things I love about the boys, but showing completely different types of stories in this same world. Uh, I love this show. If, if you like the boys, then you will love this show as well. And I don't think you need to see the boys necessarily to watch this. They aren't tied together in a way that a lot of superhero properties are where you have to have seen a handful of movies or tv shows in order to understand what's going on there the baggage does not exist with this show however the end of the season does have a tie-in with the show and with the boys and will hit a lot harder Knowing when that, that this question that's been looming throughout season one of Gen V, when that question gets answered at the end of the season, uh, it hits a lot harder if you also know what's what's going on in the boys. Uh, but it's not necessary. This is a great self-contained type of a thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, what I love about the boys is that it tries to kind of imagine a world where superheroes, the idea of superheroes is is understood in a more grounded reality as opposed to most superhero movies. Uh, like what happens when superheroes mix with capitalism and politics, when those things are involved in a superhero story. Uh, I also love the graphic violence and nudity. These are very much adult shows. 
that have adult themes, which as an adult, I appreciate. I don't need to be censored from things. And I would imagine that in a world where people have superpowers, these things would happen. And you will never see a Disney slash Marvel movie exploring any of these ideas. So I love that something like this exists that's not afraid to, you know, just go there. In, as opposed to playing it safe like Disney does. One of the most conservative uh, production companies in the world um, would never, would never show something like this. So I appreciate despite the fact that I may not be a, a fan of the billionaire who owns uh, and profits from Amazon Prime and Prime Video. Uh, I do love that this show exists. I do love that there are far more interesting superhero stories being told than what you get in, whether it be DC or Marvel, the two kind of biggest studios making superhero movies i love that we get like i i could definitely see dc producing something similar to the boys but even still uh i don't know i really enjoy this i i love that it doesn't have the baggage that the other ones do even though it is still based on a comic book i i i really enjoy these movies uh i mean shows and i love this spinoff show it, it it's so much has the same dna as the boys in every way so i appreciate that uh and it has that same energy that the the boys has putting it into in this one a story involving college kids it works perfectly whereas the boys is more of an adult story definitely dealing a lot more with politics in the in the boys very much uh, examining many things that are actually happening in ways in the real world the rise of fascism in the united states uh i i think the the kind of comparisons that you can draw with especially the the later seasons of the boys and what we're seeing in the country currently is uh i i love the the comparison and the highlighting of what is really happening and uh in this, it's more about issues that college kids face, that 20-somethings, early 20-year-olds face. Being on their own for the first time, partying, understanding who they are as people, dealing with the issues that people just coming out of childhood are still dealing with, um, issues and uh, fears and problems and and uh dysfunction that they have in their life and how also the their super superpowers in many ways are a, an amplification of those things so i enjoy that uh taking that energy of of the boys and putting it into a a story that talks about college kids uh you know examining the real life struggles that those people of that age struggle with uh, right, trying to figure out what their path is even going to be, you know, you, trying to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life in your early 20s is probably the most ridiculous thing to think anybody could actually do. 
Uh, I don't know. There's very few people that I know, including myself, that are on any kind of path that, I mean, podcasts didn't even exist when I was these kids' age. So it's like the world is changing so fast. You, The thing that you might be into in your 40s may not even exist yet. That is like such a crazy reality. Like AI. Ten years ago, nobody could have thought AI. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, but I love that. I love, you know, examining that time in some people's lives, but through the lens of superpowers. Uh, trying to, you know, finding love, kind of being on your own for the first time and, and, and exploring, being around completely different people, but also people that are similar to you. Like these are all people that also have superpowers. So there's a connection, but all their superpowers are very different. Right. And there's this desire to be popular or famous as this school. Literally, there's a ranking of the best super super uh, superheroes. They're not even superheroes yet. But the ranking of the best performing kids, like the ones that are most likely going to become part of the seven. Right. So it's they're all competing to be on this like top list, which is just more of a, a showing of like just what our current culture is thanks to social media how people strive to be famous for not for having any kind of ability they don't want to be famous because they're good at basketball or singing or painting they just want to be popular they want to be influencers they want to be like a kardashian like the a family who all all those girls they're not great at anything except for being popular and famous so it, it's a crazy aspect of our of our society that that you know is is highlighted in this show as well and also dealing with trauma trauma of just a regular life parents that don't care about you accidents that have happened in your past but also the trauma that has come from having these abilities that probably nobody knows how to understand or can deal with including these kids who when they first find out like our, our main character marie moreau how she finds out she has powers is probably the most devastating way in the first episode of this show seeing her discovering she has powers what those powers are and how fast not having control of those powers can lead to ultimate devastation in her in her life and then seeing how other powers and other people highlight different issues that kids deal with from cutting and self-harm to to uh eating disorders to uh even problems and and threats that kids in their 20s can deal with with like date rape and and those types of things like this the show explores a lot of different things through the lens of superpowers which i i enjoyed all of those things even though the f some of them are a little bit ambiguous 
but I love how it's tied to the original show as well, uh, but not in a way where you have to watch the boys necessarily to understand the show. The end of the season, there's definitely a big question, as I mentioned before, that gets answered that will hit harder if you know, uh, if you've been following along with the boys. Uh, but aside from that, the show stands on its own, right? No homework required, which I, <laughs> it's, whether it's real homework from actual school or homework in the sense that you have to watch these other TV shows or movies to understand what's going on, uh, like happens so often in other superhero properties, whether it's DC or Marvel, it is, it is so infuriating when you're watching a movie and things happen with no context but if you've been paying attention if you've watched every single one then it will make these are all references which guardians of the galaxy 3 is a massive massive example of of how if you don't remember a, an event happening in a previous movie or if you haven't seen that movie then there is some confusion going on from the second film to the third film. But uh, love all that. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, are you an art lover like I am or simply someone who appreciates unique creativity? I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched, with new paintings being released daily. And if you think about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20. And if you desire something grander, there's always larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space so if you're intrigued don't wait check out the entire collection and get your own at inspireddisorder.com own a piece of creativity that truly stands out now let's get back to the show there are aspects of the show that i wish were fleshed out a bit more like understanding what some people's powers are and what they can do although the characters themselves don't fully know all of their capabilities with their powers either. So I do understand that kind of way. Like we are figuring it out along with them, but there are characters where it seems like they have a lot of abilities that just all of a sudden we find out they can also do this. They can also do that. Uh, in a way that it it almost is too much, but it's all right. It's all right. I'm sure it 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 it's a bit too much, but it still ultimately works out. But you can, for the most part, figure out what most. I'll, I'll, in spoilers, I'll kind of talk about specifics of of issues I have with the show, which aren't many and aren't serious issues. But you know, there's little things that I wish made more sense. But I'm sure in time they will be exposed, and uh, the audience will be educated on why and what certain characters can do. 
And there's also, of course, being a 20, you know, a show focused on 20 year olds in college. There's obviously a lot of love connections, some attractions, uh, some of which I totally buy and some of which I totally don't buy that there's there's just a complete lack of chemistry in some cases. And uh, in other cases, it's like I, I'm all in. So a little imbalance in that as well. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, but I do want to talk about spoilers for this show. Because there's a lot of specifics in this show. Moments, characters that I want to talk about. Uh, and if you haven't seen the show, then I highly recommend watching it before listening to this part. But if you don't mind, some people like spoilers. They don't care. They want to listen to it. So here we go. Spoiler warning from here on out. Uh, so they're all not really a spoiler. They're all in a university for superheroes. The name of the university is kind of weird. It's like God You or something like that. I don't get it. Uh, felt feels a bit on the nose, but uh, maybe it has an, another meaning that just happens to also be that. But uh, it's a school owned by Vought, the company that runs the Seven, right? Which is obviously is also the company that created uh, V, the the superhero serum, the ooze, as it would be, and the the world, the universe of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But this university kind of, I, I enjoy the fact that not only is this kind of their training facility for Vought, right, trying to figure out how these kids can become part of society in some way. Not all of them will be superheroes. You know, they, they will, all their abilities will be put to use in other ways. Uh, but it's also the, an experiment, experimental facility where underneath the school, it's the, I forget if there's the woods or the forest, where they run experiments on kids, right? And it's all in, in purpose, in, all in an effort to create a virus. I'm sure there's other studies, other purposes for it, but one of the things that they're trying to do is develop a virus that will allow them to control, well, to pr ultimately to kill these super, super, uh, super humans. Not only to to kill them, but to create a virus that could potentially spread and eliminate them all. Which, if you're wondering, it does sound a lot like genocide. In, in a time where genocide is not really in the news, despite it actually happening in the world. Uh, still, as always, because of fascism and because of religious beliefs, mainly... But also financial investments, too, because, you know, people love money way more than they love human life. But, of course, this genocide virus that is being developed, of course, is being developed by, in, in the orders, due to the orders of Homelander, the fascist leader from the Seven, that... Uh, if you have that is the aspect of this this season the show that ties in with the boys at the end and not only do we see homelander at the end but you realize that he is the one that is wants them to develop a virus that can kill other superheroes so yeah uh and also is the one using children to you know 
I'm sure to develop the super superheroes, right? Similar to eugenics in the Nazi era, uh, but with superheroes. So it, it's interesting when those questions get answered in this and how they tie in to the boys. It'll be interesting to see how these two shows evolve together as now they are a lot closer, closely, a lot more closely tied at the end of the season than they were throughout the season. So it'll be interesting to see how moving forward it may not, they probably won't stand on their own quite as much as they do in this first season. But you still have that fascist connection, right? Experimenting and genocide of these specific kinds of people, right? And not being clear till the end, which I, I appreciate. You know, you can kind of you can kind of put it together, seeing what they're doing. Um, but I also love the new characters in this. Obviously, our main character is Marie Moreau, who cuts herself, right? Cutting. She can control blood. Uh, and when she finds out that she has these superpowers, when she first gets her first period, and that ends up killing her parents is just brutal is just brutal and of course so she goes to you know she's an orphan after that and wants to her whole goal is to become a superhero so she can get a lot of money find her sister and prove to her sister that she's not evil that's her goal but she's not my favorite character uh my favorite character is emma who is her roommate in college uh and she's gets tiny by bulimia by throwing up but we also find out about halfway through that she can get big too she can become a giant by binge eating so it's clearly food issues which are things i relate to i've never had a good relationship with food i've never been bulimic necessarily but I've definitely never had a healthy relationship with food in my entire life. Um, but I like her as a character anyway. Emma, just the actress, her love connection, her chemistry that she has with Sam in this, I buy, versus uh, Marie Moreau, who has supposedly has chemistry with Jordan, I don't buy whatsoever. Which Jordan is a very interesting character. Uh, Jordan is like by, she's, I would say she, this, they, Jordan is uh, not necessarily bisexual, although definitely is, but also gender fluid. I've heard somebody, some people refer to them as trans and I can see that, but because this character switches back and forth between being a male and a female, I would, it feels more like it's gender fluid and the way in which that person feels the gender they identify with in any given moment changes throughout the day, depending on the situation, drawing on certain aspects of a gender to help in certain situations. Uh, but that character, Jordan's powers are a bit ambiguous. Not entirely sure what the powers are aside from switching from being a, uh, 
a, a man to a woman, but also has like a Hadouken kind of thing that they can do. But definitely the most ambiguous of powers and not super clear what really inspires this character to switch from one to the other, one gender to the other. But I love the the character. I think it's an amazing idea. I also am not a big fan of the actors playing this character. Uh, it's just, I don't know what it is. They, I just, it, it's difficult. Like on one aspect, they're completely different heights. So just from a logistic standpoint, I mean, obviously there's things like the Hulk where, you know, you get bigger, whatever the size, I don't know. I, it just, it feels like they are two separate people versus the same person changing their, their gender. And I don't know. And also, I think they're supposed to be like full Korean, but sh the the girl, I'm sure they both are, but the girl definitely feels like, I don't know, she feels more mixed than anything. And maybe that's racist on my part. I don't know. My, my best friend growing up was Korean, and it's like, you know, I, I, it's, I don't know, she just, she just, doesn't always present necessarily as Korean. She definitely both seem biracial on some level, but which isn't a big thing at all. But it just adds to the ambiguity, ambiguity of the characters. And like, I don't know, like I just, it's, it's such an interesting and complex concept to have this character especially in a time where people can finally, in most places anyway in this country, finally be open to who they are, which I love that, be, whether you're gender fluid, trans, transgender, you're cisgender, you're gay, straight, what, anywhere on the, the spectrum of the rainbow, the fact that people can, in many places in this country, in some places in this country, allow themselves to be open to who they are I love that. So I love the character. I just, the aspect of what the character's powers are is, is a bit ambiguous. The actors involved with the character, not the biggest fan of, don't buy the, the chemistry between those characters and our lead, Marie Moreau. So I've got issues with, the, with that whole scenario. From just a performance standpoint i guess then you have this kid andre who is kind of another one of the leads uh with marie and he's kind of like a nepo baby like his dad is a famous uh superhero i guess i don't know i haven't rewatched the boys so i don't know if he's like a character that i just forgot about but you know he's got this thing to he's got to live up to his dad's whatever he's got that but he has like telekinesis power able to move things with his mind which i enjoy that i think that's you know straightforward kind of a power i don't there's no confusion with him necessarily confusion with what his dad's able to do i guess but regardless uh interesting character obviously that that character where it's like he's living in the shadow of his father constantly 
and trying to prove himself that he can be a superhero too. Uh, you have Sam, who is kind of the test subject that we're introduced to, that seems to have like super strength. Like it, it's he also like tends to see people as puppets, usually when he's like killing people, like tearing people in half. Also during sex, so intense moments, he sees people as puppets, uh, which is is adorable. Uh, and uh, there is a a killing scene where he kills a lot of puppets, and then you see the reality of of the carnage that he just wrought upon a bunch of people, and it's uh, a, a great kind of way to illustrate that. And uh, I love the character Sam. He's like so, like. Like he's clearly, he's somebody that's been experimented on and tortured and has a lot of problems. But his chemistry with Emma, buy it, 100%. I love it. So, like, two broken people finding each other. Um, there's also a great scene with Sam. I think it's, like, the first time we're introduced to him. In a flashback, we see him punch through some guy's stomach. And the fist, it's like an uppercut through his stomach and out of his mouth. Crazy. Crazy. But I like Sam. Like He's like the, he's like the broken junkyard dog, kind of, that's been abused his whole life and doesn't know who he can trust and, you know, kind of loses touch with reality and has some problems. Uh, and then is in love with this, this woman that's able to shrink to a tiny, tiny size or get giant. You also have Kate, right? Her her powers are ambiguous, and seemingly she's able to do more and more as needed to suit the story, uh, which is kind of confusing, right? She clearly has this ability. If she touches you with her hand, she can tell you what to do, and you do a thing. Uh, but then she can also project her visions onto other people uh like she's able to erase memories she's able to put people into other people's memories which leads to a great scene when we see her trying to when she tries to uh she apologizes for what she's done and in, in an effort, I believe, to kind of show, hey, we all have issues. We're all hiding secrets when they're all passed out and kind of going into each other's memories, seeing the things that they are ashamed about, their secrets that they're keeping uh, quiet, like what really happened with Marie and her parents uh, and things like that, what really happened with Kate. Uh, I do enjoy it, despite the fact that her powers seem to be ever expansing effortlessly in this show and uh i just love to know <laughs> i just love to know where those abilities end um but i you know it, it made for some interesting storytelling for sure uh and her uh there is a great scene that i thought was going to be a running gag throughout this season i i don't know if it's the first or second episode where Kate tells Rufus to go get a baseball bat and go hit himself in the nuts every hour and yell Jumanji. 
I don't think we hear him say Jumanji ever or see him hit himself in the balls. But I was expecting just as people are outside in the distance, you hear Jumanji right after a, a big like thwack with a bat. Uh, but we don't see that ever. But it's a funny scene and sets up that she's able to tell people what to do. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, let me paint you a picture. Imagine owning a piece of art that's not only visually striking, but also exclusive. Dive deep into The Many Faces, a series that's now available as high-quality, limited-edition prints. Each piece captures the essence of abstract and surreal beauty, making it a perfect conversation starter for your space. What makes these prints even more special, they're all hand-signed and numbered by the artist, me, Ray Taylor, adding that personal touch of authenticity. And the best part, you don't need to break the bank to own one. Starting at just $5 for a 4x6 print, the sizes and prices scale up, giving you options to suit your space and your budget. Art collectors, enthusiasts, or anyone who loves unique pieces, this is your chance. Elevate your walls and own a piece of limited edition artistry. Head over to InspiredDisorder.com and secure your exclusive print today. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, we have another girl. I don't know what her superpowers are, but she has like this blog. She's obsessed with being famous, and she uses her blog to like out people, out people's personal secrets. Uh, so just a horrible person, and I'm not sure what her superpower is. <laughs> I it's I mean maybe it's getting people to open up about things. Not the biggest superpower, but um, you know. And then there's like some characters that seemingly have the same superpowers, which also makes sense, but they use them very differently. So we have Cat that has the the ability to like tell people what to do look inside their brains do control people's brains and then you have this guy rufus who is has this like psychic ability but if he gets close enough like he's if he's you know within a few feet of you he can basically erase your memories or control people similar to cat but he uses it to date rape people which is horrifying when you see marie trying to find out where her roommate is i believe is why she went to him and instead she wakes up in his room and he's wearing a robe naked uh and she explodes his dick which is a, a crazy scene but like just absolutely horrific and hearing that he did the same thing to i think he did the same thing to cat he did the same thing to another woman and had her on video consenting to it but she didn't remember any of it it's just like absolutely brutal, which is, you know, clearly something that happens in colleges and would 100% happen in colleges if a dude had that ability. Just absolutely horrific. Um, but also interesting that he, in many ways, has the same powers as Cat, but uses them for like. And it's crazy that this guy is somehow still in the school at all. But what are you going to do? I don't know. 
Obviously, she didn't report him because she on camera he got her consenting, but still. And then, like later on, he like he gets his dick exploded, and later on, he is like partying like he didn't get his dick exploded. So there is some inconsistencies with that as well. But there are moments, other moments aside from the dick getting exploded that I do enjoy, uh, or at least stand out. You have uh, Marie, like when she's being groomed to be the number one, right? She becomes the number one. They're, they they want to use her because she's you know she's uh, African American, she's black, she's uh, got these powers. Um, she gets popular because she saves somebody with her powers. But she's still lying about her parents not even being dead as if like the fact that she the moment she became number one ranked number one in this school for super superhumans. There would be everybody every reporter would have already started researching her and know that she killed her parents. Like, the fact that she's trying to lie and she can get away with lying about her parents still being alive is mind-blowing. Like, I do not buy that whatsoever. It's obviously going to come back and bite her in the ass. Hasn't this episode, but the fact that she's even able to do it and get... Like, that would have been the first thing. They would have been research. where did this girl come from? Oh, she was in an orphanage. What happened to her parents? Oh, she killed them. What's up with that? Right? That would be the first. That would be the easiest research done. Unless it's all covered up somehow. Which, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't buy it necessarily, but whatever. So, I'm sure it will be something that will come back. Or, like, or there will be something where that she gets blackmailed. I don't know. Um, but I do love the mix of like the early twenties issues mixed with like superpowers. I do love that aspect of the show. Um, the scene where I mentioned earlier, cat mind melds with everybody and showing each, she's like showing them the moments and each other's like biggest mistakes, biggest regrets in their, in their life. Love that. Love that. Love that scene. Very surreal kind of takes a little while before you realize what's happening that like oh they're they're going into each other's heads you have the scene where emma goes to the woods or the forest i forget what it's called uh to see where sam is or to see if he's live or whatever she's supposed to just do recon but ends up jumping inside the guard's head into his ear and crawls through his brain to get to the other side amazing <laughs> that was epic uh there's also just a lot in general a lot of great kind of miniature moments with her obviously there was i think the cricket from the boys who was in one scene crawled inside the one dude's dick during the big orgy party uh but we don't get a whole lot of that character i love that we get a miniature character in this that we see not only can get really small but also can become a giant i love absolutely love emma my favorite character by far um and love the moment where we find out that she can also get big when she's at the thing and sam is uh trying to kill the guy the scientist and in order to stop him she binges on the spaghetti and uh 
turns into a giant. Love it. Great moment. Surprising moment. Love Emma. Uh, and I love, she's just like a, a great friend too. Like when Marie comes back from the first incident, the inciting incident of this whole season where the fire dude, uh, which I forget his name, like uh, Starboy or something like that. The Golden Boy. When Golden Boy kills the Dean, which I'm not sure if he's the Dean or whatever, but he kills that dude and then explodes in the sky. When Marie comes home, back to her dorm room um, from that whole thing, Emma's ready and got weed and beer and vodka if she's willing to get into the harder shit. Uh, if she needs it, like she's like, what can I do to help you? You've had a shitty day. I've got all this stuff. What do you want to get into? Love it. Absolutely love it. Best roommate ever. Uh, I love Emma. And I do love the friendship that Marie and Emma have when she helps her pee in that dress. A, a beautiful moment as well. Right. Um, I mean, I just have a crush on Emma in general, <laughs> like all around. It's my favorite her vibes everything about her is, is she's my favorite character for sure and i hate how she gets used by the vlogger just like so disappointing so and it's like i don't understand why that vlogger just doesn't get knocked the fuck out <laughs> i don't even know what the vlogger's special abilities are it clearly not to get knocked the fuck out for exposing people's secrets it must be her superpower um you have when Emma first shows up in Sam's cell and he does his test to see if she's real or not is hilarious. Asking her what his favorite stuffed animal was as a child. And it's like, I don't fucking know. And she's just trying to give answers. Hilarious. Uh, how he broke his arms. Like, I don't know. You, you, you're on a bike. He's like, what's my favorite movie? She's like, well, you're a white guy, so it's either this movie, that movie. It's like Godfather or whatever. <clears throat> loved it. Loved it. Absolutely loved their chem chemistry as well. Also loved that his favorite movie is Waterworld, and his his description of why it's such a great movie is great. It's a movie that I love, and uh, you know, it's one of those underappreciated movies, I think. Uh, underappreciated post-apocalyptic movies. That I think as the days go on, as we see more and more of land mass being covered in flood water and as the polar ice caps melt and we're going to become we're going to actually be living in more and more of a water world. Uh, I think that movie is going to have more and more uh, meaning. It's going to hit a little bit different in the upcoming decades, I'm sure. Again, I don't buy Marie and Jordan's chemistry at all. Uh, I, I, their connection makes sense. Them kind of being at odds in the beginning, Jordan denying her access to this program, this class, and then later on they have a love connection. I just don't buy it. I didn't see it. There's no, it never felt like there was a sexual tension there at all. And then all of a sudden there is. And I'm, it just, I just never bought it. I never bought it. It is an interesting, I love the dynamic of it though. 
it brings up so many interesting things you don't see in shows just somebody who's gender fluid in general and is able to present as both genders instantaneously and somebody being attracted to that person and all of the confusion that may come up from that i love that i just didn't buy that there was ever any chemistry between them and it's weird because it's three separate actors and she i don't see her have chemistry with the female or the male actor i don't know uh maybe that will change in future seasons who knows um and their jordan's powers are just kind of confusing as well uh the whole i also love just the college life them partying everybody smoking weed i loved all that stuff uh great to see in a superhero thing um and of course their obsession with rankings is just it's just such a sad aspect of life in general and just how fake people can be in order to get ratings right like the the girl who has the youtube show where she outs people just doesn't care what devastation she leaves in her wake as long as she can gain popularity and of course she's nowhere near the list but she's you know she's like a troll she's a parasite feeding off of the people that are actually doing interesting things so i don't know there's a lot of great aspects to the show i really like it it was a great season one i'm excited for season two i'm also excited to see the new season of the boys uh, and it will be interesting to see how these two shows continue to grow together as they will undoubtedly become more intertwined and interwoven uh, as both series continue. Uh, I'm also ex excited to see how these kids continue to use their powers, understanding their powers, right? It's clear they haven't reached their full potential yet, especially with Marie and the politician who we found out that politician exploded all the heads before. So it's like, well, we know Marie has that p power too, as we saw what she did with the parents, along with other stuff, being able to sense that she had an implant, uh, being able to sense that, that the politician had uh, compound V in her blood. So she's able to, because she can has this relationship with blood, she'll be able to do a lot of interesting things she was able to save that girl by stopping the blood from coming out a very interesting so it will also be interesting to see these characters grow and evolve and understand their powers in future seasons so thankfully i'm pretty sure this got picked up for a second season already it would make complete sense uh, i mean considering they've <laughs> Considering Amazon Prime has continued to create the show Upload, which I loved the first season, hated the second season, somehow there's a third season. If that's continuing to go, I can't imagine why they would stop doing this show because it's actually good. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I love I love the show. I love great first season great start to this this new show new characters and maybe i will appreciate the jordan character more maybe the actors will get better at 
just making it more believable and in understanding their powers more maybe i will appreciate that character more but uh i love the character i love the idea of the character uh so you know it's a good start anyway I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Gen V Season 1. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder, where all of these episodes are available in video forms as well as audio formats on all of your favorite podcast platform. Until next week, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.